All right, big Monday tonight is uh, KUK State. Thank God they're not at the new arena in Waco. Sickness watching the steep angle of the camera. Remember before they uh, raised the roof at Gallagher Eye with that that camera angle? Yeah, that was awful. We got a bad camera angle at the new Baylor arena. Mm -hmm. That's a tough watch. Fun team to watch. Tough to watch in that building. Nice facility. Did you get people walking in front of the camera? What was it? There was another one I was watching this week, and it had a horrible camera angle where people are walking in front of it. It's just like. The San Francisco-Detroit game? No, 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 not a football game. holding a mitten up in front of the camera? <laughs> no, not that one, but it was a basketball game. And I, there was a bunch I was kind of going through on Saturday, and there was one that I was like, what the hell am I watching? Why is this camera angle so uh, bad? I'll Ouch. tell you, I was watching Super Bowl Eleven on that Pluto channel the other day. The camera angle is pretty low at the Rose Bowl. So. <laughs> hey, NFL Network uh, showing uh, the Super Bowls yesterday. Was yeah. a nice little treat. Uh, Jacob Bigelow is also a nice treat. He joins us now. Good morning. That's uh, quite the label, quite the intro, but I'll take it. Now, good morning. Um, that should be your goal yeah, in life is to have somebody – That no, that should be your goal in life is to have somebody res- respond to you as you are my treat of the day. Oh. Mm. Uh, I, okay. Um, okay, so you're, not re- so you're not ready for that part of your life yet. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Jacob's no, blushing. I'll, I'll open up. I'll admit it. No, I'm, um, maybe you, you, you may be on to me, Nick. You may be on to me, but no, uh, second best team behind Purdue in the big 10 is who, in your opinion? That's an excellent, excellent question. Uh, by the way, did you just get out of bed? No. Okay. No, I you got a cold? Haven't, I haven't talked much. Nope. Nope. All right. Just my just the way I sound. Okay. Just the way I sound. But uh, right now I'm gonna I'm gonna lean toward uh, toward Illinois right now, and that's them at full strength. I just like I th- their athleticism. Their you know I they they've definitely got more. I think they've got more. It's hard to put into words, I guess. But I, I like I like the way they're I like. I like their pieces more. Probably is the better way to put it. I really like AJ Store mm-hmm. for Wisconsin, but the rest of their pieces, aside from him, I am still iffy on. Um, but Illinois, they're yeah, they're three of Shannon, Damask, and and Hawkins. I I will take that as you know. Then obviously it's a five man team, but I I I would lean Illinois in that question right now. I would. I guess I'd follow up on that with how much of the week that Wisconsin had plays into that answer that you just gave? Um, not, not too much really. Cause I mean, they, you know, that Purdue game was still close. It's not like they got right. you know, ran off the floor, but I mean, I just, in general, I've been kind of waiting for, you know, well, not waiting. Illinois had an interesting season with the, the Shannon situation, mm-hmm. but I think when they're, when they're at full strength and they're really humming, I think maybe, you know, in a couple weeks, once Shannon's been back in the fold for about a month, I think I think they'll be on a different level. I that's that's just my guess, but you know, Wisconsin, I I'd say it's still pretty. I'd say it's still pretty close. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably still coin flip, but you know, my my uh, pre- my preference would uh, my preferences with a basketball team would say Illinois. Hey, heck of an effort last night by Nebraska. Came up short. Um... There's part of you that says, man, they were lucky to be in the game. Then there's part of you that says, God, how come they couldn't squeak that out? Uh, what's your comfort level that what you saw last night you will see again in the state of Lincoln in Evanston on Wednesday night? 
I'd, I'd say it's pretty, I mean, I'd say it's about a, about a seven, about a six and a half, seven. Um, you know, I think, I think they, you know, the thing about that game, hey, hell of an effort from Nebraska, but I think they still maybe played like a B, a B game. Like that wasn't like them at their best, in my opinion. I mean, they, and for the score to be that close when they got trounced on the boards and, you know, all the other, you know, different factors, um, you know, still, you know, pretty, pretty impressive in my mind. And, you know, I think that, you know, they, the, what worried me about that matchup was, was Illinois' athleticism and on the, you know, Nebraska, you know, hung with them. They got pounded in the paint and trounced on the boards, but I mean, they still had multiple chances to win it late. And, you know, in comparing how that game looked to how their previous efforts on the road looked, I, I think they may have figured something out when it comes to road road games there there's a lot of examples we can use this year of of nebraska having lack of true point guard that it kind of stands out i think last night was another one of those examples if you look at nebraska at its best with that position just with what they have i nobody's coming in to to help them out right now in your opinion where where do you feel that 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 position is at its best. It, is it with the combination of the, the the few there, or is there someone that you trust more than a, another to to be handling the bulk of that responsibility at point guard? Um, I mean, right now, I'd, I'd say I trust Sam Hoiberg to be out there, and you know, but even when he is out there, he's not like initiating the set or you know holding the ball for ten seconds to get the offense going, but. It just you know, based on how the other four guys on the on the floor look, I mean, I get you know, he he fits the more of the mold of your traditional point guard. I'm yeah. not too opposed to the lead guard Bryce Williams thing either. Um, I just don't really know what to do with with Jamarcus Lawrence right now. Um, he's he's made some plays in these last these last couple games. You know, some some like oh hey there he is, but you know right now I don't. I don't exactly know what to do with him going forward. Is this a Euless thing? Like if if Euless hadn't had the thing at Iowa, he'd be he'd be those minutes would be his, right? They would, I think. You know, he's not a he's not going to light up the stat sheet or set the world on fire, but he's he's the closest thing to a traditional point guard on that roster, you know, from top to bottom, and he's got the Big 10 experience, got the a lot of a lot of minutes under his belt in the league, and yeah, I think those minutes, you know, they would be his. So let me let me ask you this question about Tominaga last night. So he had 31. It was great to see him get going early. I always look at Kaysay as, what's he doing without the ball? And he was cutting last night, and he had a lot of energy. He was also passing the ball. I thought he he handed some guys because there was so much attention when he would put it on the floor and try and get to the rim, and people would collapse on him. That he had a he did a good job of finding the open man. I don't want to lead you into this question, but I think we might be vibing here. Why was Casey doing what he did last night a good thing? And why was Casey going off like he did? Maybe a bad thing for this offense. If you, if you get where I'm going. No, I mean, I agree with you. I thought his passing looked really good, but I mean, it kind of becomes a balancing act when he's, you know, the, the one guy who's got it going and everyone else is kind of searching for theirs. Like, yeah, rink mass at 20, 20 something. Gotten to I forget how many exact points he had, but he took like eighteen shots. He was not very efficient. Um, you know, Gary got the double double with twelve and eleven boards, but you know, everyone else, you know, that was you know, CJ Wilshire couldn't really get it going. 
Uh, I mean, no one else, everyone else was kind of, was kind of searching and it was, you know, a vacuum, you know, it was a vacuum, you know, with Kase, you know, going, doing his thing. And, you know, we, like I said, it was encouraging to see him get going, but you know, he, you know, I've, I've harped on it. I think, you know, Nebraska is at their best when it's not, when it doesn't look like it did last night. And I know people were probably saying this, this dude's crazy. Like Kase, we need that. We need to see that from Kase more and more. But I mean, I think, you know, the, it, it was not a very balanced, you know, offensive attack yesterday. You know, there wasn't really, a secondary, you know, many secondary options, and you know that it becomes a, a tough balancing act when when Casey's on one like that, but no one else is really, you know, even everyone else is kind of just soul searching on offense. Well, and I'm with you. And the other guy that I kind of look at in those moments too is is Bryce Williams. And if you kind of compare, okay, Bryce Williams as a starter, and then even C.J. Wilcher as a guy coming off the bench that has given you a lot of offensive production. Who do you think it's maybe more important to have the bigger night, or at least more of the consistent night uh, offensively between those two? One being a starter, one coming off the bench. I think consistency from Bryce Williams would yeah. would do wonders for this team. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I, I I'm becoming you know I almost said it like as as a bit you know earlier in the year comparing him to to the does Isaiah Roby know how good he can be you know the Bardo line that we heard so much you know with that team, but. You know, it's kind of, I'm kind of getting to that point with, with Bryce Williams. Like, that Wisconsin game last week, he's got Stephen Crowell defending him with four fouls, and you're kind of just sitting there like, go to the rim, Bryce. Like, yeah. try to get this guy out of the game. Like, be aggressive. And, you know, I think, I think consistency from him, you know, even just for a couple games in a row or, you know, night in, night out is obviously the dream. But I think consistency from him as, as, the, as you know, being a go-to guy, because he was – he was the guy down the stretch in that Wisconsin game. Yep. He was the guy who finished it. And I think, you know, in crunch time situations like yesterday, you know, I wanted to see him maybe try and be the finisher again, and we didn't get that. I think consistency from him would, would do wonders for this team down the stretch. Hey, let's be a doctor here at basketball, and let's fix an issue here, and that's rebounding. Um, Nebraska lacks athleticism, uh, so against teams that, you know, physically, Illinois goes to the glass, and they got some dudes that, they just eat up rebounds. And I know there's the blocking out part, and there's technically Nebraska's had some issues. I also didn't like yesterday. I saw a lot of guys standing around. When that ball went up on the defensive end, and you knew it wasn't going to go in, I thought a lot of guys were flat-footed. And Illinois won uh, their fair share of 50-50 balls. So moving forward at 16-7 and seven, with no ranked teams left on your schedule, is this an issue that will get put on the back burner because of who you're playing? Or is this an issue that, I mean, what would be your fix to Nebraska's continual rebounding issues? Because they did a good job last night of taking care of the ball on the road. They did, yeah. I mean, we've, we've said it all year. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's Groundhog Day again, you know, rebounding. But, I mean, I think, I mean, it's all about effort. It's all about heart. And, you know, they when they've got a, you know, the – athleticism disadvantage like they did yesterday against Illinois. I mean, you got to at least show some life and show, you know, show you're making an effort to try to, you know, battle, battle for the boards. And I agree with you. There were guys standing around flat footed and that was you know, not a, not a great look, but I also, I don't know if there's a team with the athleticism one through five that Illinois has left on the schedule, like you alluded to. So I think it'll definitely still be a, a point of emphasis, but I think the, the, 
the athleticism gap, you know, the rest of the way is not going to be nearly as steep as it was uh, yesterday in Champaign. I know we kind of started with this, but as far as kind of looking ahead to what Nebraska has beyond even on the road against Northwestern, do we? I think I think it's hard not to chalk up this last week for Nebraska hoops ending last night in an overtime loss as a a positive. But was last night's performance, and then also if you double what they did coming from behind at home against Wisconsin. Is this where, again, we can maybe start to kind of look at this team a little differently on the road as far as trying to be more productive, get a win, and be able to kind of even like strengthen, solidify that NCAA resume? I mean, was this week, did that, did that do, did it prove anything new to you at all? No, it, it, I mean, obviously I would, I would chalk it up as a big win, but I don't, I, I, I may sound crazy, but I don't think I saw, I mean, yesterday I saw more new, but just in terms of effort on the road, okay. not, you know, getting, getting punked. But I mean, we've talked about the resiliency of this team. We've talked about the bounce back. We've talked about the importance of certain guys and, you know, how, you know, we, we've seen, we've, we've, we've seen both, you know, flip sides of the Tomanaga roller coaster and back to back games. Um, it wasn't really much new aside from aside from effort on the road and and how it looked on the road yesterday. But I, I would agree that you know the last the last two games for Nebraska, pretty encouraging. You know, pretty you know you I don't know if it changes the you know the um, yesterday probably changes the perspective on the on the more than the Wisconsin win just because yeah. of how it looked on the road and that's and that's the big the big question remaining is where can they where can they get one and you know they've got four. Four more, you know, road efforts left starting on Wednesday in Evanston. Uh, why is it so difficult for Brad Underwood to scheme an inbounds play? Um, I I could you know go until ten talking about my thoughts on Mr. Brad. Um, it's um, I don't Brad. I don't really. That was very confusing to me. I, I you know most coaches have a go to go to sideline out of bounds, go to baseline out of bounds, and it's in their back pocket and it's drilled into their teams from day one of the off season. So them not being able to get that rolling was a little, little puzzling to me, but I, I have plenty of, of doubts about, uh, about the head coach at Illinois and, uh, and his coaching acumen. So you don't want to hear me talk till 10, but I, I was confused. Okay. So, and you won't get fined for this. This is great. We discussed college basketball fishing in gen, officiating in general, but a little bit in last night's game, speaking of the inbound, did you feel that, Sam Hoiberg actually tied up the ball before he got called for the foul there in overtime. It would have been right after the the last, I guess the 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 second to last uh, pair of free throws. A case they made three point game. They trap. Looked like he had the ball, and then you get whistled for a foul. I thought it was a tie up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't go back and watch a replay, but I definitely I definitely thought that was a jump ball. And I, you know, I I have uh, someone I talked to quite a bit who's not a not a college official, but you know does some high school games and summer stuff and. He said right away, "That's a tie up ninety five percent of the time, mm-hmm. unless you're not paying paying much attention." But that that's definitely what what I thought at first look. Uh, one final thing, not necessarily if you thought it was a foul or not. What do you think went through Mass head when he when he first touched the basketball? No, I I thought for sure he was going to shoot, and I maybe he was trying to get it back to case or i i don't know exactly <laughs> i i don't know i i'm gonna you know rewatch the second half you know 
later today so I can get a podcast done. But yeah, I, I maybe he was trying to get back to Casey, but I, I thought for sure when he got that he was going to shoot it. So I yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, well, uh, on to Northwestern uh, will be a very important game on uh, Wednesday night for both teams, especially Northwestern coming off uh, the losses to Purdue and uh, Minnesota and then uh, Nebraska uh, trying to get a road win. We always appreciate it. Look forward to that uh, podcast, my friend. You get everything fixed? Computer got taken care of? Yeah, we found, we found, a, we found an editor. So, uh, okay. yeah, we got something out over the weekend, and uh, we – uh, have a have a substitute, have someone filling in as a producer for uh, the rest of the way. So we're all set and good to go. Look at you, Mister Big Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I yeah that someone volunteered themselves. Very oh, that's kindly, very nice. Very kindly volunteered. So uh, no, we'll we'll have some have some more stuff out. But yeah, big game, big game Wednesday for both teams. Hey, I look forward to it. Thank you, my friend. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Jacob Bilgo from uh, Huskers uh, Illustrated. Who do you trust uh, more in March, Matt Painter, Greg Gard, or Brad Underwood? Matt Painter. Uh, Probably Greg Gard next. I'll go Gard, Painter, I'm Brad. Brad Underwood. I like Brad, but... You asked the question about uh, Mast, by the way, and I know Jacob said he didn't know if he was looking to go back to, to Casey. I honestly think once he gave up that shot, he that's exactly what he was. It, it was... I think he knew he had the shot. He gave it, he gave it up, and at that point, you saw the hands right or the eyes right before the ball gets knocked away, and he gets his you know a little contact there on the hand from Terrence Shannon. I think in that thought, he knew he gave up uh, a pretty important look, but I think he was going to Casey. Hey, thinking only kills the ball club. Right, it's true. Like boom, that's in your hands, and that should be out of your hands. Yep. And I think and, he knew that, and probably. Probably Shannon maybe fouls you there. What an interesting night for Shannon. So Tominaga torched him mm-hmm. when they were when they were when he was guarding Tominaga, and then he makes, I mean, the defensive play of the the game to knock the ball out of Mass hand and basically seal the win. I I just I I think Rink. If Rink once the ball touched his palms, let it go. And he he thought he. You know, there was the closeout, yep. and then I didn't expect to get a, a call unless it was just egregious and Mast was down on the floor, right. withering in pain because his shoulder had been ripped out, and they had to pick it up at the free-throw line and give it back to him. With claw marks on it still. Yeah, yeah I, I, you're right, too, where if he puts that shot up, I'm now starting to go back on where Terrence Shannon was. I don't know if he can slow down his momentum enough to where he probably doesn't draw contact there, too. So even if the shot doesn't go, you're you're probably getting some an opportunity at the free throw line to tie that. They're such up. a weird good team. They do some they do some stuff during and the when course of ha- the game where you go, yeah, what the heck is that shot selection? And then it's just pick and pop, boom. Yeah, when Net, does he Net hesitate? Hardly he hardly yeah. ever hesitates in that in that right. moment right there. Nine out of ten times he's letting that one go, even if it's it doesn't even draw iron. Like there's no hesitation. That was what was so bizarre because I think everybody watching that was like, he's going to put it up whether it's going to go in or not. And then that hesitation, you're right, as soon as he he clutches and looks back towards yeah. Casey, you are already, yeah. you're going to have problems there. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, coming up, Amy Just will uh, stop by. Uh, she got thoughts from last night's game. Uh, on the other side, Amy Williams suffered one of her worst losses as a head coach at Nebraska. That was a bad loss Saturday to 
Rutgers, who was 0-10 in the Big Ten and lost 12 in a row. And now it gets really important because history could be made mm-hmm. on Sunday at Pinnacle Bank Arena when Caitlin Clark and the Clark Eyes come in to take on Nebraska. Amy joins us next on 1620 The Zone. Gary Sharp, Nick Hanley, and Jimmy Chavez. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Weekdays 6 to 10 on 1620 The Zone and 1620thezone.com.